Hey everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am here today to discuss books. Guess what I love? Books. I'm Sal Perales. Uh, I used to call myself Patriarch of the Rogue Rebels. I don't know what I'll call myself today, but I can't think of anything, so I guess that's what it's going to be. You may have heard a small chuckle in the background, but that was no common chuckle, my friends. That was the king of all Toms, King Tom. Hey, Sal. Thank you for having me. I, too, love books. Good. Especially Star Wars books. Yes, I I feel you totally. In fact, Mm -hmm. I get so many questions. of like, hey, what do you read that isn't Star Wars? And I'm kind (laughs) of like, nothing for a while, man, because there's a lot of Star Wars books coming out. Yeah, it's been... uh, Yeah, it's been a while since I've read something non-Star Wars. And I'm not complaining about that. And it's not that I don't want to read things that are non-Star Wars. It's just that Star Wars books occupy a lot of my time because I have this thing where I like, like, so I'll read the book, right? And then mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, now like the audiobook, like, and then I'll do the audiobook while I'm driving around. And then I'll mm-hmm. go back digging through the like physical copy and like looking for those little passages where I'm like, remember that part where you said that thing that was like really dope? And I'll go back to there and I'll be like, oh man, that is rad. Mm-hmm. That's how you spell, you know. That's how you spell Udi Dis or something. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Like, I kind of go back and forth between audio and uh, physical and digital. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm having a lot of fun with the digital copies now because I can, like, make little highlights. Yep. Which kind of makes it better when I'm putting together these notes because then I remember the part that I actually thought was cool. Yeah. And um, do you use uh, Amazon or Google? Kin- yeah, Kindle, right? Amazon, okay, Kindle. Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I use, see, I read everything on my phone. I don't do I, – I got, you know, the collector's edition of this novel, the signed one, uh, just because I liked it so much. But I don't do audiobooks. I just read uh-huh. on my phone, and I have Google Google Play, and I just highlight stuff. And then, you know, it creates a doc in my Google Docs account of everything I've highlighted from each book. What? Yeah. That is rad. Hold on. Mm-hmm. So you read it on Kindle. No, I read it no. in, in Google Play. <laughs> okay, that's the first part I already messed up. Okay. okay. You read it on Google Play, but it gets it from Kindle? Or how do you get it on... Do you just buy it, it on Google Play? Yeah, I buy it through Google okay. Play. Okay. And then, so it creates this file in my Google Docs that exports cool. all of... And then it... I think some some of the, the newer ones, it's just like the first few... Because there are things I'll do. Like, I'll highlight like three pages at one time. <laughs> and it'll it'll just put, you know, after a few sentences... It will, it will just put the first few sentences, but then you click on it in, on either the phone or desktop, and it just, boom, opens up it the book, takes you to that page. Nice, nice. Yep. Um, okay, that's awesome. Kindle isn't that awesome, <laughs> but it has, like, different color highlights. Mm-hmm. So, like, and it, it, it almost does that, but it's, like, not on a Google Doc. So, like, oh, yeah. you can create your highlights and all that stuff. And I like color code mine. So, like, my yellow is, like, my just, like, ooh, this is important. Like, my, this is kind of, like, my highlight to remember. And then mm-hmm. my blue is like my quotes because I really love oh. quotes, particularly Jedi quotes. So I'm yeah, always looking yeah. for like really cool or inspirational quotes because it's not always Jedi that's Sam. But mm-hmm. um, there's usually some good stuff. And like I'll highlight those in blue. And oh. then like I think there's pink and orange. Orange mm-hmm. I use to highlight like things that I've either heard of or things that I think are interesting that I never heard of. So I'll highlight the names of starships or a droid or like, ooh, these are Cyclorians or whatever it is. The unbreakable ancient Jedi lasso. Yeah. 
like the uh, the uh, the the twelve twenty four volumes of Golmera or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, so like I'll highlight those things in orange. That way, I know like to look them up on Wikipedia later or something, mm-hmm. or to be like, is this a thing I remember from the other book? Um, and then pink is things that are like also like yellow but extra important. <laughs> Okay. And that'll be the, like, his left leg got cut off or what, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's when the blah, blah, blah happened. Like, those will be like the major plot points. And then yeah. you can also, so then you can go to your highlights and it either shows it all together in chronological and you can like scroll through like almost mm-hmm. what you're talking about, but a little bit less cool. Oh, that still sounds cool that, yeah. that, that it has them all together and it keeps the, the colors. Yeah, it has them all together. It keeps the colors, but you can also like, oh, I just want to see the quotes and you can like just look at blue or red or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like whatever mm-hmm. color you want. And same thing, you can click on it and go to the thing. So that has been uh, online book reading with Sal and King Tom. <laughs> um, you know, I just wanted, yeah, that's just, uh, that's how I've been going through those things lately. And it actually helps like later when I'm building the notes and when I mm-hmm. want to go back, because sometimes I'm like, man, that was a really good book. And I remember how it made me feel, but sometimes like particulars, especially in a book this dense. Yeah. I will like be like, okay, hold up. Like what? Like first it was this and then that. Cause it's bouncing back so much forth between so many point of views. Look, we'll get mm-hmm. into that in a second. Let me go over to the business real quick. King Tom, how are you doing today? I always feel like I'm, we always ask about the King, but we never ask how is the King? I, I am doing well. Thank you for asking. I recently moved cities. Uh, so there's a lot of change going on, but it's, it's everything's fine. Right. How are you? New lands to be conquered by the King. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You've expanded your domain. I'm in the outer rim now. <laughs> the western reaches. Yes. Good times. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, the kids are coming. Uh, Lizzie's coming home from mm-hmm. college. So that is going to make a nice little three-week break to see my child, who's no longer my child. Now she's a grown woman, but she's always my child. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it is what it is. You'll all, they'll always be childless to me. Yep. That's what my dad says. That's now I think I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 let's see. You can check us out real quick at therogerebels.com. We have a Facebook page. Go like it. Uh, we are on Instagram and TikTok at the Rogue Rebels. I promise I'll make one one day. Uh, you can tweet at us at... Sa- nope, that's not true. You can tweet us at Rogue Rebels Fan. This is old. Uh, and I have a High Republic Spotify playlist. Hopefully you're listening to this on that right now. If you're not, go look for it. There's probably a link somewhere uh, on twitter or instagram at the rogue rebels or rogue rebels fan you know hit us up uh lizzie recorded a recent show of star wars geek girl i think i did too and share this pod with your friends we really want to grow stuff especially yo high republic twitter i am excited about you and i am thrilled to be a part of high republic twitter this is what i have to say about the high republic and i want to make more high republic memes because (laughs) my son was talking about the high republic stuff the other day and he was like are there any memes? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't seen much. Like there should be though. And then he was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go look for some. And then he just came back and he's like, this is all there is. And it was like Yoda with red eyes, you know, there's, or something like some that. There's some geode stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> we got to, we got to up the game. High, High yeah. Republic community. We need to like band together against people who just heard the name, the High Republic and decided <laughs> to run on their own artistic license. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I feel we need to provide a better representation of what the High Republic is. Mm-hmm. Uh, King Tom, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, Tom Chansky on Twitter, and then I am on the Sith List Weekly. Uh, it's a podcast with our f- friends Araj, Boo, Les, 
um, and Eric Strothers. And then uh, I also do Patreon shows for Steel Wars, The Bad Motivators, and Blue Harvest. Good stuff. Especially the video, like I, every now and then with the uh, Masters of Terra's Kasi comes out. Mm-hmm. Those are always a delight to see. That's, that's a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you. It's a lot of fun talking Good about time. video games with Hawes. It is. I'd like hearing Hawes talking about video games too. He's been doing the new... What is it? High Potion Podcast? High Potion Podcast. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Like that NES uh, one he did really took me back. Right, right. You know, yeah. good times, good memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the Target cover because I couldn't not. It was too awesome looking. That's the one uh, in the show notes here where there is that the all yeah. standing with their. So- standing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You got the super double back, like yeah. twin lightsaber wielding. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's um, Stellan yes. Gios on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Dragons flying in the background and stuff. Or dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Take your pick. Whatever you want to call them. Yep, either, either one. Yeah. I, I consider them dragons. I'll explain why uh, later on. <laughs> All right. Spoiler free impressions. We were kind of going through this a little bit before. And mm-hmm. then I interrupted us because I thought it would be smart to get it out of the way. And now I can't remember what we were saying. <laughs> uh, other than like the book is dense. Like like Light of the Jedi, there is a lot to follow mm-hmm. through with. Mm-hmm. In my personal opinion. Like, you know me, dude, I don't, I don't like to make, uh, what do you call them? I don't like to rank things. I don't like mm-hmm. to like make things on tier, give them point systems. I'm not a fan of that. Like you want that? So you go talk to steel. He'll give you mm-hmm. 9.5 out of 10 stars or whatever the hell his uh, thing is. He's got the math. Yeah. I just like, you know what? I like this. I like this a lot. I like it a little. Mm-hmm. I like today. I like this better than that. And today, oh man, I don't even know if I can say it today. I think this might be my favorite high Republic book. I'm with you. You know, I I totally loved Light of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And reading this, I it, it, I was I was you know the the first few chapters just setting the stage. There's some interesting stuff happening, mm-hmm. but then something happens. You know, before a third of the way through the book, and it just it just doesn't stop. It and never stops. There's action. There's emotions. There's characters you're attached to before this book. There's characters you 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 care about mm-hmm. as you're reading the book yeah and it's just it's it's just i mean this i i, I don't want this to sound like i'm dissing him at all uh, kevin scott is a fine writer i think he's a good writer i didn't know he had this in him mm. and i want i want you know because i i'm a big fan of his comics yeah, yeah, he's yeah. done the the idw stuff yeah um but, but we knew oh, yeah, yeah. We knew Charles Sewell was a, was a great writer. Right, right. But, you know, and, and all, all the, you know, Claudia, all, uh, Daniel Jose Older, Justina, mm-hmm. they're all great writers. Kevin is right up there with them now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, I guess what I would say, like, along that lines, like, I don't know if I, like, had it in him, but I would say, mm-hmm. like, the, uh, just the, the tone is so different from everything else that we've seen from in the Star Wars universe, like, yeah, that he's written. So yes, I know he's written it's a bunch of issues of like Star Wars adventures and like Dooku mm-hmm. Jedi Lost was probably up the, and like uh, what else? Like, like I mean, the High Republic comic is getting mm-hmm. into this territory. The High Republic yeah. comic is the first one where I was like, oh, okay, this is not what I expected. Like, mm-hmm. and once this came, I was like, yes, I understand now. That yeah, this is the other the other cabin. We're getting that, mm-hmm. Kevin. 
Right. High Republic Cavan is not is not the other Cavan that we've been getting for years. No. Here. No. Um. So, I I I'll agree on like I I I understand what you're saying and what yeah. you mean, and this book is amazing and it builds on so many and okay. I'm trying to say 72. I'm as I'm, my sentences are as dense as this damn book. Um, <laughs> one thought at a time, Sal. One thought at a time. I don't like the more I'm such an underdog outsider kid. Mm -hmm. I have dreads. I'm all into metal bands. I like things that are outside of the norm. Mm -hmm. So generally in star Wars, the people I tend to gravitate towards the directions. Most people don't choose that usually includes like, that's why probably I'm such a big fan of the books. Or maybe in just another mm-hmm. avenue of it. Like, I find the books endearing. And, of course, like, I find them because they're, like, beautifully written and they give us such depth and things mm-hmm. and places that you can't get out of a movie. But also, like, I like finding those undiscovered gems or lesser known things that, like, brings me that happiness uh, in different ways. And I think books are a huge thing in that. Now, with books... Mm-hmm. Books have their own like hierarchy, right? Like if you judge by like normal people, Twitter or whatever, there's like the books and then there's like, oh, I didn't read the like young adult one or the like middle grade one or whatever mm-hmm. your judgmental thing, se- how, whatever your separation of these things are. When in mm-hmm. truth, there's young adult books that have just as much gravitas and emotional weight as an adult book or a middle yeah. grade or whatever, right? Like a good book is a good book. Yeah, um, oh. Raced Crash Point Tower came out. It was the same day yep, as this, yep. right? And that book, it, it weaves back and forth. Yeah, it does. Because you have appearances and, you know, same events, different points of view. We were talking about, about highlighting earlier. There was a, a ton of stuff about the Force and how some of the different characters perceive the Force. That I was just, you know, highlighting every line. I love it. it, be, I love it. And it's, you know, it's considered, like you said, it's some people consider it not as important as an, an, a, right. a book like this, but absolutely it is. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's good reading. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it, what, like you take whatever you want, right? Like if you like to watch TV shows and you don't really get into books, hey, that's your thing. Right. But like the quality and like storytelling device, they all have their strengths comic books have strengths like novels like everything the media is different and everything Mm -hmm. has different strengths and weaknesses and i think the strength of books is the like depth and the depth that you can get into a character you simply just can't get that on screen like it doesn't happen like um and like a book as dense as this was so many like it because this is you know in all fundamentals this is the follow-up to light of the jedi the other quote-unquote big book of the high republic right yeah so this is the big one the adult one and the stakes are going to be huge and everything and it has a lot of characters um Mm -hmm. probably comparable to light of the jedi but the depth and the time just like light of the jedi the time that you get with these characters and that you spend with them it is all well spent it is all earned Mm -hmm. and all the emotions that come from whatever it is we're feeling about these, some characters that we've already met in light of the Jedi or other books and some characters Mm -hmm. that are brand new to us. Right. You know, but they all get that same, uh, attention and, uh, like they all feel real and dimensional. Mm -hmm. And like, I respect the hell 
out of Kevin Scott for like following through on that and then taking the, the threat, like weaving it all into a story, of course, as well. Like in addition to giving us these characters, like then you build a story out. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it, it's like, it's so grand and big, but in a different way than the light of the Jedi was. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because it's, it's right up there with light of the Jedi. It mm-hmm. continues the story. And it has that intensity, but it it's a different book yes. in so many ways. And yes, you were saying before about the the pace. Like mm-hmm. it's I don't I would not call it a slow burn because it definitely gets things moving moving like pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But it also just like every like it's one of those ones to where when I thought the thing was done. Normally, like, a book follows a certain rhythm, right? Like, it starts, it mm-hmm. starts, it goes up, it goes up, you reach a crescendo, and then there's, like, you know, at the end, and it starts coming to the end, and then it's over. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't do that. Like, it went up and up and up to what I thought was the crescendo, and then it kept going up until I was on the last page. And you're yeah. left with all this inertia going, like, what the hell just happened? And and not that it's a complaint. No. But that that's, like, maybe the one drawback i have of, of the book and, and light of the jedi had this too where it just boom ends and there's no real time to breathe yeah and we don't know what's going to happen next until the next here and is it the stage or the phase in in december or january uh, we're, we're yeah. three stages three phases each wave, or you know wave waves yeah circle 10 one. yes yeah <laughs> We need like a secret code to get in the clubhouse to understand this, but yeah, yeah it's just we, we, you know, we we won't, we won't have any time with these characters because some big things happen, just like yes. Light of the Jedi at the very end. Right, right, and I'm mm-hmm. really curious into how like um, I want to see like how things follow through, like like mm-hmm. on the uh, with the media as a whole, because like basically like these things like kick it off, like Light of the Jedi kicked off, boom, and then we got like a comic series two comic series and then like this second wave hit and mm-hmm. right now like the adventures are diving into what certain characters were doing during this that weren't in yeah. this and the, I it, presumably the other one as well it looks like they're mm-hmm. off doing their own thing that happens either a little bit before or concurrently with the story I think it's it's concurrently and it's pretty impressive that with, with comic relief right. re- release schedules that they're able to match up yeah yeah so I'm really mm-hmm. curious to see what happens you know, because if, if that's just the same thing and the comics sort of follow after we get the book, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious to see how, like, hopefully we see some more of these characters um, popping up in other places. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm excited now that we're seeing some of the characters from phase one, like, oh, like, Geo just popped up in a comic book and um, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. Like, uh, clearly we're seeing Avar from Light of the Jedi. She's holding the whole torches on the, mm-hmm. uh, the High Republic, the main Marvel line. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I'm curious to see like where a lot of these things go. I don't know, man. I think I'm ready for spoilers. Are you ready for spoilers? Yep. Let's let's just before we accidentally <laughs> okay. put something out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. This is a damn good book. Yeah. Because I can't say anything else. Uh, um, you know, a bunch of stuff. We were we've been told that the Republic Fair is going to happen. Um. Because it's it's you know one of Chancellor So's great works, right? So right, spirit that's how of unity, yeah, spirit of unity, and um, we do, we don't even really see it happen because the uh, the Nile attack right, yeah, like as it, 
Yeah, day one. Yeah. Yep, like, day one, and it's yeah, it's, it, they bring everything. They bring it. Yeah, it's like a massive a battle and attack on the Republic, and it's like it's everything. Like right, because the whole like Lino's Lena's so and like this is a little bit of the like they get into a little bit a little bit of the politics of it, which I enjoyed. Yep. Like, they mm-hmm. get into the people saying, like, why are you spending all this money on this thing, like, this party? Like, we should be defending or attacking, you know, we should be bringing down yeah. the Nile threat, which is a valid point, you know? Mm-hmm. No, this is a symbol of our unity. But it's also going to be a target. We should watch out for security, which is right. a valid point. Okay, we'll bring and, Jedi. Okay. And the, and we, you know, we learn in Crash Point Tower that the Nile have disabled communications, so yeah. the Jedi that are around there are the only Jedi that are going to be there. And like you were saying, it's, uh, was it Senator Tiatun? He's a Celestin. Yes. He's proposing, you know, creating an army, which the way it comes off, I don't think he's wrong. And they have this, you know, they end up, we, we, we know they have the same exact debate 200 years later. Exactly. This is almost like the stuff in bloodline, right? That's what reminded me of. Like uh, you would, you know, the new Republic wants to demilitarize. Right. And there's one person in the corner saying, do you build that? Sounds like a bad idea. Yep. Well, you're thinking bloodline. I'm thinking the Phantom Menace. Ooh, okay. And some, and maybe even more of, and this is, you know, goes back into some EU stuff from that time. And it's kind of weird because if you follow Star Wars, you know that. I do. I do. One of the, one of the morals is war, violence, not the answer. Mm -hmm. But. The people with the best solutions that could stop most of the problems are the one proposing some type of military force to, right. to keep the peace, not not be soldiers, and as just, someone yeah, once said. That's true. One jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and just to be fair, like, Tia Toon is not the person that you like, or at least me. When you read this book, you're like, this jerk. Yeah. But yeah. damned if they aren't right most of the time. Right. Right. And end up being the one where you're like, he mm, has got some good points though. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't like how you say it. <laughs> like <laughs> you kind of acting like you're six feet tall in the room right now with Jedi, but you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and it, it starts in a very like argumentative, like, and Tia Toon's the one bringing up all this, well, these Jedi or blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what do you mean? Like these Jedi could work you out, son. Right. Like, that's and- not the point. Like, and that's like, and, and, uh, T is written that way, like mm-hmm. argumentative. And then even like, there's a few points in the book where they're like, look, like I want what's best. For, I'm not your enemy, but mm-hmm. this is not the right way. I understand you. And I trust that you do what you're going to do, but that's not you. You're like, there's your, you Jedi are not the answer for us. You're your own thing. We need right. our own thing. Right. And, and part of it, like you said, how he's saying it, um, there is a, a reporter and her yes. camera droid basically following the Chancellor around and interviewing a lot of the key players. And he's they're interjecting making, a lot. They're making a documentary. <laughs> yeah. And he's interjecting a lot while they're recording. Recording, yeah. So you know he's doing it on purpose Yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah. And he's even, like, once or twice, even like, I don't know if this is going to make the cut, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. almost jokingly, you know what I mean? Oh, man, I can't <laughs> find the name. Real Dyro. Yes. Real Dairo, who apparently the reporter has like cybernetic implants to like broadcast directly from themselves and connect with the droid to get the angles. Yeah. Uh, There's a droid T9. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. That was like really, really cool. And it was a thing that, um, so Real Dairo, just real quick, 
also was another of those sleeper characters where I was like, okay, cool. It's like a reporter with them and a reporter with it. Like, but <laughs> then like when crap hits that we're going all out of order, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. When crap hits the fan and real Dairo is like, uh, Hey, there's like a, you know, like work the, the Jedi are the, the Nile come in, they bust up communications. So mm-hmm. like, and it's all thematic, right? The, the themes of these, this book is unity. Mm-hmm. And with the communications cut off, the Jedi are all alone. Bell Zedifar is over there trying to save the mayor's kid and Lena So's kid because they're on the innovator, you know, and like Stellan Gios is trying to save Lena So, uh, you know, escort them to safety mm-hmm. with a Tagruda grand queen huntress uh, person. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the Tagruda are not part of the Republic at this point. At this time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like they have been trying to open that. Uh, it seems like they have been trying to work something out with the Tagruda nation, people, whatever you want to call it, worlds, mm-hmm. uh, for a while, and they have been unable to make any headway, and Lena So has finally got them to accept an invite to this Spirit of Unity Fair. Right. Um, so it's like everybody thinks it's a good idea to move forward, and finally we'll be able to like have peace with this nation, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, uh, because I can't remember what the hell they called it in the book. Yeah, um, or something. Yeah, but uh, so like the when you're reading the book and the stuff is hitting the isolated, the isolation is like a huge part of that theme. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. feel it. All the Jedi are, they don't know where they're at. Ma- you know, bell doesn't right. know what happened to Indira and is flying the ships and doesn't know what's happening. You know, like they're mm-hmm. all cut off and they're all fighting against the same denial threat. Um, right. And so much so that even the, like they gas the, the fair, right? Cause that's how they attack with the poison gas. Mm-hmm. So like on the streets, you can't even see the other Jedi. Or people, you're lost right. in this fog and getting killed, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, with the attack. All I can think of is like Jurassic World, because it seems like such a like, it's like a party and it's a theme park almost. It's not really a theme park, <laughs> but the fair seems to have that kind of energy. Oh, come and yeah. look at this thing and check out the worlds of Onderon and check out the thing from this. And we have a new ship here you can check out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems and like something that's opened. Yeah, and a zoo. That's what makes me think mm-hmm. of Jurassic Park so much, I guess. Is yep. that once it hits the fan, you have this huge collection of people that were just there for a margarita. And now they're <laughs> fighting for their lives. Yeah. Um, but you said you said sleeper characters. And, you know, one of my... I I loved the way he was used. Um, say, Orbal, or, yes! Orbalin. Yes! yes. Who is... What is he like? The head archivist. The archivist, yeah. Yes, and he is essentially a Jello. Yes. Living Jello inside this this mech or some type of body, and when he first hits the scene, yeah. yeah, no one wants anything to do with him. He's gonna <laughs> bore. You know, he comes off the ship, and was it is it Elzar? Think yeah. he thinks Elzar it's, it's, is pissed off. Because, yeah. Yeah. He thinks it's gonna be Avar, uh-huh. and. No, it's it's Orbalin. He's like, okay, El, uh, Orbalin's gonna lecture us on this and that, uh-huh. but you know he gets trapped with the reporter inside this museum area, right? And the Nile are there, and um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. The uh, Lorna D. Lorna D. is there, yes. and Lorna D. Very strong in not the Force, but uh, 
yeah, she's 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 a very very skilled strong warrior. character, yeah. a very skilled warrior, and so Orbelin and this reporter are in with the artifacts, and Orbelin just starts taking out these artifacts. He's like, "This is the the unbreakable lasso of the ancients," <laughs> and he's just going to town and using all these different. And he's taking out Nile left and right, yeah. and I was like, "Okay, I like this guy." Uh, like the way, like first of all, like yeah, Orbelin was like. Ended up being like my fa- another one of my favorite sleeper characters, if you want to get yep. it. And the whole thing is that, like, what their mission ends up being is he's like, oh, there's like an ancient, you know, uh, comm device, high powered comm device from a Jedi yeah. temple, you know. And she's like, if you get me to that, you know, the, the, the broadcaster is like, if you get me to it, I can get a signal out. You know, so mm-hmm. they're trying to go through the museum area and get in there fighting Nile. And it's the library, it's like he's, he's like, He's treated like a librarian in the book. That's the only thing yeah. I can think of. And then, like you said, he's like this plasma shape in a suit just so he can walk around like a person. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what it made me think of? Uh, I, they, they said at the beginning that he has a suit and he's formless and he had an accent. And all I could think of was that guy in Hellboy 2 that's like Smoke. You know what I'm talking about? A kind vaguely, yes. It's like a guy in Hellboy 2, and he's, like, smoking a suit, and at one point, like, Hellboy punches the suit and, like, breaks the glass, and the smoke comes out, and he's, like, <laughs> thinks he killed him, and he's like, oh, no, I killed him. And then the smoke beats him up, like, <laughs> with the lockers next to him or something. I can't remember, but, like, he had a funny right. accent, and he was, like, this guy who you thought was funny, and then he just, <laughs> like, whooped everybody. <laughs> and it was yep. great, like... Yeah. And at one point he's like, like he's, sur- they're about to be surrounded and like he walks out and they're like, what are you going to do? And he's like, what I do best, I'm going to give a lecture. <laughs> and that's when he starts like, these are the, like the yeah. unbreakable, like Tythonian Jedi trial tokens. As you can see, yeah. they're made of kyberite. And he like throws them through their head and stuff. Yep. And then at one point his suit breaks and he like comes out of it. And then he's just a blob fighting and like, they don't <laughs> understand what to do. And he like. Like, I think he, like, when he beats Lorna D, he, like, rockets her out of the ceiling of the, the building that they're yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, in my mind's eye, is hilarious. <laughs> um, and not what you were expecting at all. And a little no. cartoonish. But ah, it was glorious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, th- there is, th- they do, and I don't mind this, but I think one of the, you know, the things they're trying to do with the High Republic is show how the Jedi are different, and they are using their powers more in a way that I think some some might consider to be cartoonish, but I, I don't think so at all. I think they're more tapped into the Force, and you definitely get the sense that they feed more off of the emotions surrounding them than the Jedi that we are used to. Yeah, there's like a... And I, I, I know I heard somebody else say that, and I forgive me because I'm not going to remember what podcast or article or whatever it was from, mm-hmm. but I totally agree with it. And they said that, like, the Jedi here, like, they all work together. Yeah. Like, in a way. And I think, like, the theme of unity, and even in light of the Jedi, like, they all stop the things together. The way that they mm-hmm. describe the, uh, the vectors flying in those drifts, if the mm-hmm. Jedi are flying them and they're, like, so connected in the Force that they, like, m- move as one. And the way I see it in my head is, like, those flock of birds where you're like, how are you doing that? That's impossible mm-hmm. uh, that you all turn left at once. Like, but that's what I see um, in my head. You know what I mean? Like that's how yeah. it's described. And I think it's that like, cause it seems like by the time we get to our Jedi, 
mm-hmm. the solution to the problem of attachment is to cut everything off. Everything. And I think their level of attachment is like anything that takes away from the or like, like anything that you can't treat anything more important than your duty. Your duty yeah. is to the people. And if your you know, wish to like save one person over everybody else endangers the people, then that's your passions becoming that's your attachments becoming a, a weakness. Yeah, I think I don't. Yeah, I think it was in this book, but it could have been been in Race to Crash Point Tower. But one of the Jedi basically says, "Don't let your attachment change you." I don't know if it's in this book either, but there's a really good conversation in Race to Crash Point Tower between yeah. Lula and Vern on this very subject. Yeah, um, that's that may be where I'm getting it from. Yeah, there's a lot of blue in my. Uh, I I highlighted that part. <laughs> there's a lot of blue in my Kindle for that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like. The, the way the Jedi work together. And it's, like, evident once, like, comms are restored and the, Je- and the Jedi can talk to each other, you can see <laughs> that they even all start to work together. Like, they all sort of push the fog over the lake so that they can see the Nile. You know, like, they, they even the playing field again and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I talked a little bit about the drifts because Indira is flying the vectors. Mm-hmm. And, like, at one point, Porter Engel is up there and yep. his ship gets blown up and he, like, jumps out of the ship, <laughs> lands on her <laughs> ship. And then they're all connected and all like flying in a drift. And then you have this like badass Jedi on top of the other ship as they all move as one. And it is like the craziest, coolest sounding thing in the world. I I may have cheered when Porter showed up in this book. Porter shows up earlier. Yeah. uh, Earlier in the book, there's an attack on the shipyards at Cyclor where they're building the innovator, which is like Mm -hmm. the grand... Uh, Lena So's grand, like, new, technologically advanced flagship that's going to show up and wow everybody at the fair, right? And yep. Bell and Indira are there, and it gets attacked by Nile. Mm-hmm. And they win, because Porter and them show up. But, in the battle, like, Bell gets harpooned in Through the, the chest. Like, yeah. yeah. And they're, like, reeling him in like a fish, dude. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. until the ship is destroyed, and he ends up getting, like, and he ends up making it out. But it's probably around that point in the book when Bell gets a harpoon through his chest mm-hmm. into where you're like, who is this Kevin Scott? Yeah. Yep. Um, and you start to really worry for your characters. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, like you said, very early on. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's like the first like action sequence, probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and even before, I guess like the book opens on uh, Elzar meditating in a lake on Ashla. Like mm-hmm. the moon of Tython. So, which is all cool because if you like read legend stuff, then you're just like, oh, cool, five times uh, <laughs> while that chapter goes on. But he's having visions of what happens, and that's when he decides to go to Valo. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what brings him to over there, you know, because Elzar is the one that does his own thing, but he's like, cool, I will be the representative of the Republic. Me and Stellan and Avar, right? Oh, no, it's yeah. Orbelin. And then he gets pissed off. Right. Um, and while he's on Valo, he is not, see, I don't like, I don't want to say he's not being the best Jedi. <laughs> But he's doing some very, as in our opinion, or in our current, or what we've known to be historically not good for Jedi to do. Mm -hmm. Which is like, he's like meeting the girl who's like doing a lot of the planning, and they're rooming up together. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's he's not forming attachments apparently, but he seems like he's having fun. Yep. Don't know how else to say it, and I feel like I want to move on from the subject now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and even even then, but and then he wakes up pretty much 
right before the attack. Yeah, like he literally like he <laughs> I think there's a line in the book where he's like I've literally been caught with my pants down, but it's my own day. Yeah. Like <laughs> like he goes and he oversleeps and he misses whatever the appointment for the beginning of the fair. So when everything starts going wrong and he's still in whoever's apartment, Samira, I'm sorry, not whoever. <laughs> she has a name and she has a very wonderful job and she's good at it. Yep. Um yeah. So a lot I mean, we missed a lot of the pre-planning stuff. Like, Stellan is with the Chancellor most of the time. Yeah, Um, in these meetings. Yeah. Like, Stellan is not... Like, it seems like... uh, Everybody's like, oh, yeah, Stellan's going to be the poster boy. Because, you know, Avar, the hero of Hetzal. But people are pissed off at Avar right now. Particularly Mm -hmm. the Republic politicians. Because she's out there making alliances with the Huts to hunt down the Drenger. Yep. And that is uh, being frowned upon, I guess, in some circles. I guess yeah, to some circle particularly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, you get that she's out on what's happening in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's not really in this book much in it all, right? No, but it's... Uh, it was, It's not like Yoda in Light of the Jedi where everyone was like, oh, Yoda's off somewhere. somewhere we don't know where. Here we know where, we know where Avar is. We also know where Yoda is, too. Well, no. I mean, speaking of... Well, I guess they don't say it in this book, right? Do they? Well, well, I don't know if they say it, but we... From the High Republic Adventures yeah. series, he was... But Yoda's missing right now. Because this oh, is after yeah. that. So Yoda's missing. Okay, yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know if it's this book. I think it might be the other... I think it might be Race to Crash Point Tower, where they're mm-hmm. like, well, like we always just thought Yoda was going to be back, and he hasn't been back, and we don't know where he is. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know where he is either, but I know where he went. <laughs> right. <laughs> Him and Elder Tromac. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so Yoda has been misplaced as well. <laughs> uh, I saw a really funny tweet by Daniel Jose Elder, and he's like, by the way, speaking of Yoda, has anybody seen him? I seem to have misplaced him. <laughs> and I thought that was Must cool. be nice to be able to yeah. misplace Yoda. Yeah, me who like reads comics and books was like, ha ha, send tweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 um, let's see. So we got... We got uh, Elzar and we also get Stellan and they get to like kind of like when the senator gets there and their retinue he's over there on Valo like helping to make preparations so you know we we already know that like Ellen I'm sorry Elzar Elzar Stellan and Elzar Stellan <laughs> <laughs> Look their names are too damn close together these two syllable They are yeah uh, uh, yeah um we know that they're all we know that they're the three firebrands and they've been friends since they were young and they have so much history together and we mm-hmm. got a little bit of a taste of it between Elzar and Avar in Light of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And this book, we get a lot more of Elzar and Stellan. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's not like they're definitely like played as friends, but you also see like how different they are. Like the mm-hmm. one dude that's like, he's, you know, he's on the council now. So he's all serious and he's got to follow the rules. And then Elzar, who's like the I do with my own thing and... I don't know. Like, I really like the interplay between them, and I don't have a good yeah. way to describe it without. I do, I don't quite. I don't quite want to say it's like Anakin and Obi Wan, um, huh. because first of all, they're peers, yeah, rather than master and apprentice. But they do genuinely care for each other, and I don't know if I should say it now because my my point is more what happens near the end of the book. Okay, Ooh. should I go ahead and say it? Uh, well, I mean, we we pass spoilers. Go for it. Okay, so at some point in the book, um, Elzar taps into the dark side right. to save everyone, and it works. Mm-hmm. 
And people realize that. He realizes that. He realizes it's a problem. And I think I do think part of this is how the Jedi were in this time period, but I also think it's because of the relationship between and I have to say this really carefully or I'll go Stelzar. Stellan and Elzar. Um because you know, you know, Stellan is like you said, he's on the council and he's like, Look, you made a mistake. And where the the Jedi of the prequel will be like, okay, you're out of the order. You touch the dark side. Mm-hmm. At least that, you know, you know, forever will it dominate your destiny. Right, See right. you later. Um, Stellan's like, no, we're going to fix this. We're going to meditate. We're going to go to... Um, yeah. Nice uh, Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see if we can get into the hidden temple because I got connections uh-huh. and we will meditate you out of this. We will work yeah. together on this. And you get the sense that, he, you know, okay, yeah, it's a problem, but it's forgivable. Right. And right. it's something you can work your way out of instead of being under the mindset that you failed big time and you're going to wear this, you know, red letter <laughs> forever. the stone of shame. Yeah. 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 Uh, it goes and, on your permanent record. And this is also something that's touched on in um, spoilers for, the hell is it called? A Test of Courage. Mm-hmm. The very similar situation happens where a Jedi touches the, but it's a Padawan, touches the dark right. side. And they're sort of waiting for their judgment and the Padawan's just like, so, I mean, that's it, right? Like, I'm going to, you know, and the other Jedi is like, look, if like messing up once got you kicked out, like none of us would be Jedi. Like mistakes Mm -hmm. happen. Like life is life. You grow from it. Like touching the dark side once doesn't make you a bad person. Like it's our, it's, this is a constant in life. And that's true. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's something that I think Jedi of uh, a quote unquote, our era like, yeah, they forgot and they don't understand that. Like, there's no, there's none of that. Everything has been so written in stone that there's no room for deviant for for any a deviation or not like forgiveness, but growth and change and experimentation. Like Elzar seems to be allowed to like people frown on him, mm-hmm. but they let him do what he's doing. It yeah. reminded me of, like I, I hear what you're saying between Obi Wan and Anakin, but it reminded me a little <laughs> bit more of uh, the relationship between. Rail, Rail Avaroth. Oh, and yeah. Duke, not Qui- Duke. Was it Duke? Qui Gon? It was Qui Gon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I could, yeah, I could see that. Because I could, fair, I, it was much more similar. It was a Jedi who was sleeping around yep. and being like, "I'm fine." Uh, but yeah. it was also a Jedi who was like, "Look, dude, I don't do the council." Although to be fair, neither did Qui Gon. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess in that case, like Qui Gon is a little more Elzar than Stella. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they're both they're two Jedi that are kind of outside. Yeah, um, what? Maybe Obi Wan and Obi Wan and Voss. Yeah, and yes, yeah. everybody, I got a Voss mention in this podcast. You're welcome. I right. I do think that the closest we've seen to this approach to the dark side in, as you said, our Jedi is at that last arc of the Clone Wars before the season seven. But when Yoda underwent his tests and he's you know he confronted his dark side and realized that. That's there. That's a part of him. Right, right. And he can't... He, denied. The, the problem with the Jedi now is they pretend that that's not there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. There's no balance. Right, as right. As seen on a really cool mosaic on the floor of a temple that one time Luke was at when he yeah. was meditating on Octo. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay, like, Bell's story... Like, from where we left Bell in Light of the Jedi is, like, the most heartbreaking thing because if you are like <laughs> me, right... 
and you read Light of the Jedi, and you came out going like, man, like, Loden Greystorm was the greatest thing in the whole damn world, and this sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because I really, really liked Loden in Light of the Jedi, right? So this yeah. book builds on this, because now you see this kid that's been without his master for a year, and he still can't quite accept it, but mm-hmm. he still, like, had to kind of move on. And, like, Indira's his master now. And even though Loden, like, the, the book sort of ends in this place where Loden told him, like, he's like, no, dude, you're ready. But then he's mm-hmm. gone, disappears. Like, they don't, they don't know. We know his fate, but the characters don't right. know his fate. Well, I, I would say all that that happened in Light of the Jedi is the second most heartbreaking thing. Because the first most heartbreaking thing happens in this book. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll get to that. But yeah. starting with him in this headspace, thinking about his master, like, brings back <laughs> all of that heartaching. From that right, and being like, dude, this does suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets shot with a harpoon, which doesn't yeah. make things any better. Yeah, but he's um, he's got Ember all the time. Ember is like the most adorable, cool, like, and Ember gets moments in this book. Yeah, like when he gets shot with a harpoon and he's like drifting off in the force, like mm-hmm. Ember's call is like bringing him back. <laughs> like, yeah, they give him stuff like that. And then, um, I told you before, what was it like? His sort of like mission when all the stuff hits the fan is he's supposed to be protecting the Chancellor's son. So mm-hmm. Lewis So has a son named Kitrep who had like run off with the mayor's son. Jom. Jom. And they, you know, were like sneaking around aboard the innovator to get some like time together or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so like they're missing. Like they don't know where they are. And he's like, I think I know where they are. I saw them like going this way yesterday. So his like he runs off to save them. Right. So what happens is like he finds them on the innovator, but as the Nile attack is going, like the innovator is like sunk in the lake and it's starting to sink. So like it's almost like a Titanic situation as they're escaping. Mm-hmm. And as they're escaping, they're also like picking up more and more survivors. Right. Yeah. Um, and at one point they, they get to a place where, you know, he's got to hold back the, the like he's he's doing he's got to hold up the water so they can pick the guy out and or the people can get out of the thing but he can't get out because he's got to stay there and hold it. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where he's like, Ember, take them, lead them out of here. You know how to get out, like go, you remember the way and he stays and then he lets go. And like, presumably like all, like he doesn't die because he does make it out. Like yeah. he lets the water come and flood in. And presumably he's able to like swim out through a hole or hold his breath for a long time. Look, I don't know what he did, uh, but what's important is that he lives. And what else is important is that was a beautiful moment of Ember and him putting his trust in himself and the force, mm-hmm. you know, that we knew that he needed. Uh, right. And it's really powerful. All of those moments in this book, like when they find like Elzar, Elzar touches the dark side and he knows it's like wrong. And then what ends up happening, we forgot to mention Ty. Ty okay, York, yeah. uh, <laughs> is introduced in this book and she's sort of introduced as like this, like she's just sort of like trying to, like she's almost a saber for hire. She's helping people with their stuff. She ends up fighting Drenjir, so she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh no!" Like these people like have, and so, so they're like pay, the farmers are paying her to help kill the monsters that are taking so many people, and she's helping him. And she ends up being a bodyguard for these quote unquote inventors mm-hmm. that end up going to Valo. So she ends up on Valo, and what happens is that the inventors have invented a weapon that stops energy weapons, and they're in a secret meeting with Tia Toon because they think they can help but their weapon is made out of like ricanium or something illegal to where he's mm-hmm. like you can't make a weapon out of ricanium bro this yeah. is illegal and then like 
they're arrested or like they're, they're yep. like they yeah, see Tia Toon doesn't want anything to do with them. Yeah. Once that comes out and then like she lights her little saber or something and the Jedi are spying because they're like, what is Tia Toon up to? Look, it's a <laughs> shady meeting. And then she lights up the thing and they like bust in through the window and start yep. attacking her and she gets arrested. Um, but they use the thing and it, when it cuts off energy weapons, it also cuts off lightsabers which is a very, very dangerous thing. And we learned by the mm-hmm. end of the book that the ship was raided by the Nile. So mm-hmm. if they figure out what they've got or whatever, you know what I mean? Like the, the chance, the, the implications are there that like, that's bad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Ty's in jail. She ends up breaking out of the jail. <laughs> you could please see race to crash point tower. Yeah. Uh, for more on that. Um, and the mom of the, Girl, like the the inventor is a girl and her daughter Mantessa and <laughs> something else. Yeah, Claren? I don't remember. Claren. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds yeah. right, right? Yeah, so pretend I'm right. Claren. <laughs> Claren. Yeah. Uh, and like the the mother dies, and so she's kind of like running out trying. She's like, well, I'm not getting paid, but either way, like, I gotta help these people. Like they needed help, and I was supposed to be helping them anyway. Uh, but Elzar goes back to her and says look like oh no she goes to Elzar because Elzar is the one who beat her and took her lightsaber and arrested her she goes mm-hmm. back to Elzar and starts a fight and goes like give me back my lightsaber <laughs> and uh, she is very um, like it's clear like obviously she was trained to be a Jedi and left at a very young age or whatever right but she mm-hmm. is very um, angry at the Jedi yeah, so there's something going on there. Clearly, there's more to her story. Like, it's not just a, like, like the Ahsoka kind of walk away thing. Mm-hmm. And look, if I was Ahsoka, I'd be pissed. Yeah. But uh, Ahsoka kind of left and was just like, look, that's not me anymore. Like, no, this girl was like, hey, well, I'm going to punch a Jedi today. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so I definitely want to unpack a little bit of that and see if we ever get to uh, what's going on there. But, well, I think uh, there's going to be a comic series with her as the star coming out this yeah, week. Yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. the, what is it, Temple, the monster at Temple Peak or something Monst- like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, I hope it goes into a little bit of the backstory, but we'll see. The art looks dope. It does, it does. Come on, IDW, don't let me down. <laughs> uh, so she, Elzar, base, they, they like, kind of start getting into it, and then Elzar basically says, look, I need your help. And she's mm-hmm. like, the, why would I help the Jedi? You guys are jerk faces. And he's like, look, you, whatever you were, whatever you are now, you're not a bad person. And you like, I need your help. Like I kind of went too far and I need you to watch me. I need you to keep me in check. I need somebody. And they freaking go and like ride dragons. Ride and fly dragons. Around, dude. Yeah. You know, a few years ago, that book by George Mann came out the tales or whatever fair missing and i'm gonna be honest i wasn't a fan of it i i loved the cover art because it was a jedi staring down a dragon and i always wanted jedi and dragons and we got in this book jedi ryan flying dragons so it was glorious they're called sand balls and they have like four wings and these giant (laughs) flying things and they're what they end up doing is they end up finding them they each ride one uh, if you read Race to Crash Point t- t- Tower, like the kids get on one. Yep. Uh, like there's a whole thing. And um, like they join with the vectors and start like mm-hmm. ripping Nile at the sky. 
Like, yeah. and it is so dope and it is epic and it is giant and it is ridiculous. And there's even mm-hmm. a line in the book where like, suddenly the blah, 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 you know, the Nile, like Indira looked and was like, what is that? Is that Elzar <laughs> man riding a sand dragon? Of course it was because who else yeah. would it be? Like, that's literally the text. Uh, I, yeah, I'm probably misquoted it, but mm-hmm. still like, it's pretty close. And it was, it's just as beautiful as I hope I'm making it sound. Yep. Oh, it. Yeah. It was exactly. You uh, did. You did it justice. I tried. I tried. So like that's like when things turned around. They get to ride on dinosaurs. Uh, Stellan and like the Chancellor and the Retinue, they all mm-hmm. end up like getting attacked. Like because they're after the Chancellor. They want to kill yeah. the Chancellor to prove a point. To prove mm-hmm. that the Republic is not. You know, the Chancellor is the one who threatens our life because we are all the Republic. No, we're not. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And they are, like, after them. And Stellan is, like, fighting tooth and nail with two lightsabers at the same time. Yeah. Uh, like, the, the uh, what are what are her, uh, her, her animals, her... Uh, space tigers. Yeah, her giant space tiger lion things. Are the like Tari fighting. and... Uh, Voru, yeah. Voru. The Voru, yeah. At one point, they were trying to get away, like, in a walker. Yeah. And they, like, yeah, so I was just picturing it. this Adat, you know... Yeah, like so, and, I, and like my mind is trying to picture it as something else, but my imagination sucks, so it's like a box with legs. Yep. <laughs> uh, and and they they also have the the Tegruda Regassa. Yeah. So she and her, her honor guards. Guard. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like warriors, but like, you know, it, it's very clear that the uh, the Nile are like on stims and all this, stuff, you know, cause they like, mm-hmm. they do their smash drugs and like, they're just unstoppable. It's like this guy, you know, he breaks this like, uh, uh, Trandoshan's arm and it still keeps mm-hmm. attacking him with the other one. Um, so at like one point she's like about to fall off the Walker or the Walker is destroyed, but falls near them or something. And, mm-hmm. or is that what happens? Like the Walker falls on her. I think it fall. Yeah, at one point yeah. it does fall. He's fighting off like Lorna D, and he finally like kind of beats her, but like mm-hmm. the walker's destroyed, and like the chancellor is like in like it looks like she's killed in the wreckage. Spoiler, right. and she's you not. think you think but the way it's moment, written, you think he's dead, and you be- or you think she's yeah, dead, you and you believe dead. that Kevin Scott would do this. Yeah, and so does Stellan, by the way. So yeah. Stellan goes up to her and like by this time, uh, Orbelin and the uh, journalist have gotten a comm out. Uh, mm-hmm. Reinforcements have started to arrive and she's now broadcasting everything that's happening. Like her mm-hmm. and she's tapped into all the security stuff and she's broadcasting like all of this footage. And so now like the new symbol across the Republic is seeing footage of like Stellan with like one tear holding the broken body of the Chancellor as he gazes to mm-hmm. the sky going like, Why? Like, and in that moment, like, move over, hero of Hetzal, because (laughs) Stellan is the new poster boy of the, um, of the Jedi and the Republic, which looks like it's a huge step into where we know we're going to get, because, Mm -hmm. like, later in the book, uh, it turns out the Chancellor lives, but it seems like she loses a leg. Yeah. So she's in the hospital, and she's talking about it, and she's like, call Stellan in, she's like, you know, thank you for saving me, and she's like, whatever the Jedi want. Like, you're going to, like, we're giving you resources. We're going to give you warriors. We want you to be a big part of, like, hunting down and just, like, and now it seems like the Jedi have become the arm of the Republic in this quote-unquote war. Right. And 
the high the council in Light of the Jedi, one of the few parts of, of involving the council we got, mm-hmm. they were debating whether it should get to this step or not. Right, right. They were debating they should, earlier, right? Yeah. And then by yeah. the time this happens, they're just like, okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of, they don't even resolve it, but like they leave it on that, that she's like, yo, go get him. Yep. <laughs> go get him, Jedi. Um, yeah, like everything reaches like that high point. Uh, and it's all done so beautifully. Like mm-hmm. Bell gets his like reason to believe in himself and help those people. Stellan does the best he can to fight off the people. Elzar gets to help Ty, and they like, they like almost like join like like a force meld or something at one point, right? Like when yeah. they're trying to like feel each other out, and even yeah. Ty is like, "Ooh, you scandalous, <laughs> Elzar! <laughs> Elzar, you scandalous! I know where you and were then, last night." Yep. And then the the book ends. Everyone's happy. <laughs> they all lived happily ever after. That's the funniest thing anybody has ever said on a podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. That's where I thought we enter the denouement. Yeah. Like, well, that's where I thought we were going down, right? So, mm-hmm. we didn't mention Martian Rowe. No. He so was up to a lot. In the beginning of the book, he's going to some, like, ancient shrine looking for something, right? Mm-hmm. Me, who has read all the other stuff, is like, yes, those purple artifacts. I remember them from this book and this comic. I yeah. understand, right? I understand there's some connection. Mm-hmm. He's looking for something called the Great Leveler that there's a shrine to, and there also seems to be hints of, like, like, uh, there's a, like, uh, most of the stuff is told from the point of view of another guy with them named Udi Dis, who is, like, a Force-sensitive... Bird. Talor Thai bird person. Yeah. Who is almost, like, skywalking them through to this place. Yeah, yeah, um, both in in space and then on the ground, because it's like, there's a blizzard on this planet. Right, right. So they're like sort of being, he's like the guide. And yeah. he's, he mentions that like, they called him a name that he didn't know. Like he, they called Marchie and Rose something. I wonder if that's his family or that's his, and they say something. Oh, do you ever even take that mask off anymore? Do you ever? Yeah. Like, so Cause he's a connection. A, yeah. It's his cousin. I think something like that. Kufa, something like that. Kufa. Yeah, and she wanted Roe to take off the mask, and he said he said no, like you mentioned. And I thought it had something to do because in the previous book near the end, there's a part where Moshian we're hearing his his inner monologue, mm-hmm. and he he says something like, "Well, that's not my real name." Right. And so I was thinking, well, maybe he's a guy pretending to be, but he also, um, you know, Roe asks her about the faithful, which. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're led to believe are their people. And, and Kufa Kuda mentions the Jedi saying that they are guiding the faithful to their destruction. Hmm. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot there, like little, they, they give you these little teeny slices that you want to unpack, but you have nothing to unpack it with. Right. Uh, so they like go, there's a monster that attacks them and Martian Rowe has Great Storm's Blade. Yep. So, like, he busts out a yellow lightsaber and is, like, killing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, they get to what they're getting to. And the, like, dark side energy is driving that the Udi disc crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's, like, having so much visions that he's, like, can't even differentiate visions from present. Yeah. And like here that. he thinks that he's, you know, pals with Martian now. Right. He thinks Martian thinks he's special. And, no, the only reason that he's there is to see if... This, whatever it is they're looking for, how it affects Force users. Yeah, exactly. 
Mm. Um, so Udi just doesn't make it out. Nope. Uh, and then sort of when Martian gets back to the, like, Nile, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of this, like, well, what were you doing? Why were you off on your own stupid thing? We're here trying to, like, beat the Republic. And I thought we were, why are you going on, like, weird missions? And, like, almost, like, questioning him. But he still, like, maintains his, like, at one point he, like, blows, or, like, what does he do? He electrocutes Pan. He has, he takes off his helmet. Yeah, that's right. And he has Pan held the helmet, and then he, like, activates something which makes the helmet electrocute Pan. Yeah. But then, like, Pan crushes the helmet and still tries to come at him, and he still, like, beats him up. Yeah. You know, and then, like, Lorna helps him out a little bit. She's like, look. There seems to be like a little bit, and and the, even they're like whispering it to each other, going like, "Well, maybe we only need two tempests and not three. So you can see there's like mm-hmm. a little bit of this like yeah, because building, yeah. The the other the other tempest leader has a like he's in a mech body. Yeah, his name is yeah. Zetar, and I don't Zetar. remember what his race is, but yeah, he's got like a giant buff mech body. Right. That can like fight. Pan, Pan is a Dotin, which is like the guy from The Force Awakens that like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl sits Grumgar. On. Grumgar. Is it Grumgar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It. Uh, so it's like this giant buff species that, of course, you don't want coming at you in a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, Martian like engineers the attack and all that. Pan, like that Pan and Lor- like Lorna takes the ground. Like at the attack on Valo, Lorna's mm-hmm. troops are on the ground, and Pan is the one who's attacking the skies, like with his ships and his. Uh, and all that. Uh, so when they finally get beat back, like they sort of reconnect with Martian again. Um, and at this point, you're led to believe, like the Jedi are led to are thinking that like they're either going to attack Cyclor again to try to finish off the Innovator, or they're going to attack Hetzal to like undo the Jedi's greatest like save. You know the the symbol of the Jedi's, you know the place where they made their great saving people and all that stuff right mm-hmm. so their plan they come up with a plan to like force their hand and they like I don't, I don't remember what it is like they they basically say like okay like let's guard this one because they're all gonna attack here and then they think the other one's open but they really just hit all their like special people at the other one it's like a a trap um, mm-hmm. but what they do is they let a guy escape they captured a a guy <laughs> They captured, yeah. they captured, a, his name's Amarant, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only remember that because I like Final Fantasy IX. Yeah. Uh, so they capture a guy and they end up letting him go, thinking that he knows the plans. And he takes mm-hmm. off and steals the ship and then the Jedi go and they get up and they're like, it's a very much like, are you and sure he, the homing beacon is secure aboard their ship? Yeah. Yes. Doesn't, and doesn't he have Claren with him? That's right. Yeah. He takes a hostage. Yeah. And like yeah. one of the Jedi is hiding on there. Isn't like Elzar hiding or one of the, or... I think it. Hiding? I think it's maybe it's Ty. Maybe I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not even sure I read the book, but <laughs> uh, like, so they get somebody over there and they get like the locate. They track it to the 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 quote unquote Nile base, right? Mm-hmm. So they're getting ready to go attack uh, the other place that they think is is clear, but it's not. And the Jedi show up, and the Republic shows up, and they are they attack the Nile base. Mm-hmm. And this is the part where you're like, oh, I thought this book was over, but it is getting real right now. Right. Um, and at this point, we have seen Loden Greatstorm a little bit, right? Yeah, we, we've seen him, but um, I, don't, I don't remember the guy's name. 
uh, he's like Martian's quote unquote doctor, where he's just doing all these experiments and torturing Loden. And at, at some point, you know, we're told Loden has been abused. He's emaciated. He breaks free. His leku are gone. His yeah, his leku are gone, and he and I I think this is kind of what we were talking about before the Jedi using the Force differently. You know, he's weak. He has his physical body is not what it used to be, yeah. but he is able to draw on the Force to not just fight. Um, the doctor and Martian, he throws Martian out a window. Yeah, like out the room, dude. Out the window. Down yeah. the hall. Okay. Yeah. Like, just real quick, like before, like we, we get like a few little like touches of him and he's all tortured and he's all messed up, but mm-hmm. he starts hearing a voice and sometimes oh, the yeah. voice is yep. talking to him and sometimes it's not and it's just repeating what he hears as nonsense and numbers. Mm-hmm. What I, what we think, you know, it's, it's the, uh, now, now. Mary Mary Santeca. Yeah, it's Mari Santeca who we know was there, kind of captive but kind of imprisoned. I don't know what what you want to call that, but whatever state mm-hmm. she's in. Um, but I think this is the beginning of her awakening, if that makes any sense. Yes. That, but it also gives him like because she tells him she's like you'll know like it gives there's like a little something she says that's like a spark of hope, and when mm-hmm. the Jedi get there, it's almost like his connection to Bell is what gives him that strength wakes like, cuz just even sensing him yes. like in the system yeah and they, like they draw and like bell senses him immediately and he's like he's here and like endear mm-hmm. like they all sort of like get it kind of you know and he yeah. he jumps out of the thing and he like beats the crap out of the doctor he throws martian row out the window and then martian yep. gets mad and wants to go get his new toy um, yeah but there's like there's a chapter of gloriousness in this book where the feeling I felt in my heart was unlike anything Star Wars has made me feel in a really long time. Mm-hmm. When Bell and Loden, yes, yeah, when they find each other, he's like falling off of the ship because he's like, you like he's and he's beaten everybody that's tried to stop him. He's killed all the droids and Nile and like mm-hmm. everything, and he's trying and he's like about to get off the ship, and he sort of like the force like gives that like he used the last bit and he just falls off the edge. And Bell sees him and like jumps up and catches him and like they both draw on each other's strength and then boom, they're fighting back to back again, mm-hmm. master and apprentice. And it is like as beautiful as the beginning of the other book, but with all this weight and relief and yep. like joy you're feeling at seeing these people back together. And then what happens, Tom? <laughs> then what? So Ro, Ro has his weapon, the two purple pieces uh-huh. and he uses it to activate the leveler. The leveler. Which is, is this beast. I don't really ever think we get a description. It's described as like smoke and anger and claws and teeth. Yeah. Um, and so the leveler, what it, what it did to Udi Dis, it, it does to basically all of the, like all of the Jedi start having these visions and like right. Udi did. Um, you know they can't tell what's what's real and what's not, so the mm-hmm. the Jedi are all kind of frozen. Mm-hmm. And I, I I guess the closer they are to the leveler, the more it affects them because um, Bell is paralyzed, like he curls up yeah. into a fetal position, and um, Loden 
turns to stone. Right. And then by the time you know, that that allows Martian to escape, and by the time the, the Jedi get to Loden, he crumbles into dust. Yeah. And that is heartbreaking. And that's the yeah, end and, of the and book. Ember, and Ember is because we meant we mentioned Ember. Ember is just barking, going crazy herself too. Yeah. 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 And it is like, uh, it's it's so mean. <laughs> Yes. Scott. <laughs> uh, but it's like, I don't know, man, like the way it was paced and re- like everything about it, it gave you this, I don't want to say like false hope because it's like so beautiful the way it happens, mm-hmm. uh, but it takes you on this ride that you, it's, it's a roller coaster that just lifts you all the way up and then it just drops you and leaves you there. Yeah. Like, and you don't even know what just happened. Like, and then the book is over. And mm-hmm. if you're like me, you have questions, sir. <laughs> Please, sir. Oh, I'm yes. wondering where the rest of the book went, sir. I have two questions that have gone unanswered, sir. Please don't make me wait until January. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? They're going to make you wait till January. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but like the ride this book takes you on is just unbelievable. And uh, mm-hmm. that part in particular it's like it's like beautiful and it's heartbreaking and it's unsettling because it and as, of course as soon as i finished the book all of a sudden i remember like what was that thing that they said when they wanted to explore the high republic what would strike fear in a jedi oh yeah i no longer yeah. like that idea yeah <laughs> yeah you know i did, maybe we don't want to see how the the, yeah. the jedi got to be like they were in the prequels yeah remember when the jedi did not like fear maybe let's go back to that <laughs> like i like yeah. when yoda wasn't afraid um, yeah, it is horrifying. Like, uh, and it's like, like Elzar crashes his ship. Like there's a bunch of stuff. Like it, it kind of goes all And like, you already know that the Nile have lost by then. So they're just trying to cover their escape. Mm-hmm. But man, do they ever. Oh, and like Pan almost dies, but R- Lorna saves him. Lorna. Yeah. Lorna saves him. But doesn't save him to be like, like he escapes on his own. Mm-hmm. So... In theory, he's out there in the galaxy now, uh, apparently returning to his home planet, but like yeah. not part of the Nile. So I don't know if that's another, like that's another thing that I don't like being out there. That's like at the end of, uh, at the end of season two of Star Wars Rebels when you see Darth Maul getting in a, a tie, <laughs> advanced, and you're like, oh no, that's not good. Mm-hmm. He's free. Yeah. That's a wild card that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of Rebels, and I think think we kind of messaged uh, yes. about this a little bit the leveler reminded me a lot of what we saw in malachor yeah yeah you you're definitely like you sent me a message asking i just remember like i do remember them touching the statues and them not crumbling yeah that that, was that part was different difference i could think of mm-hmm. but um i wish i had a little bit more like i wish i had to pull from something else there was a story in myths and fables Yes. Or Dark yeah. Legends. I think it might have been Dark Legends. I think it was it was about the Sith who Yeah. Yeah, that was uh myth because I I read Myths and Fables okay. but not Dark Legends. Okay. Um that was in Myths and Fables. Yeah. Uh that had one turning to stone, but again it was like that stone lasted and it was a testament of time right. for like centuries. They're like, hey, this is the one time that Sith messed up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know like what you know. And it's Star Wars, so it's always going to be something different. But um, right, I know that 
<laughs> I know that High Republic Adventures was that second piece. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I know. I know Yoda's missing. Yeah, Yoda's. Yoda's uh, I hope missing. we find out where he is soon, please, sir. I would like to know where Yoda went. Hopefully he comes yeah. back with some knowledge. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. this book just leaves you, man, and it hits you hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. And I just love that they're, I don't know, I just feel like that creative freedom is letting mm-hmm. them really sort of like plan and build these stories like the way they want. And it hit us with those big moments. You know, because mm-hmm. I imagine something like this. If you want to do a story like this and you'd have to get it cleared by 17 people, I'm sorry, what was, uh, you know, hold on, what was Obi-Wan Kenobi doing that time? I'm like, no, we can't quite have that here. Like, once you start building, like, the great thing about canon is it's all connected, but the bad thing about canon is that it's all connected. Yep. You know, so you can end up, like, with limitations. And them mm-hmm. sort of freeing themselves from that, I think, is the greatest thing to happen to Star Wars publishing in the last year and a half. Yeah, I think I think you're right. This is, and it's one of those things that like I, I don't want to to force anything on anyone or say, mm-hmm. oh, you're not a fan. But I think, I think a lot of people, if if they gave this a chance, they they'd be surprised by how much they enjoy it. And you don't need to read. You and I are going to read anything and everything. Mm-hmm. True. But you don't need to read or you know take everything in as it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like you, you take as much uh, like like with all Star Wars, you're gonna get more out the more you put in, but mm-hmm. you don't need all of that. You you can enjoy the, like these things work fine. They're all bite sized pieces that you can enjoy right. Uh, right on their own. But man, this book is a heavy hitter. Yeah, and if you read Light of the Jedi, then it probably hits you that much harder. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're like me and was like, this is now, uh, dude. Like, <laughs> when did those books come out? January. January. January yeah. I was like. Sir, this is now a Loden Great Storm fan account. <laughs> Please be with us in this time of celebration. Uh, imagine my face two weeks ago. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, this was great. It was brilliant. I love Kevin's stuff. I love what he's bringing to the table here. I don't know how or why or where he's been burying this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever. Here it is. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for the harm, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to being harmed again in, in, in the in the winter. Yeah, right. Well well no, he's got Tempest Runner is his, right? Isn't that coming like next month? Oh yeah, that that, that is, you're right. I mean it's probably yeah. not gonna be as bit you know, like if you go in on those things. I'm very curious it, I know it focuses on Lorna D. Mm-hmm. I know Okay, that's all I know, right? I know she's supposed I'm, to be I'm getting Yeah, I'm guessing it's gonna be more of a previously type story not but still oh, that it's gonna be you think so i think so like a prequel kind of that makes sense mm-hmm. huh. i thought i was waiting for this book i thought because uh i'd already known that it was going to be about her being imprisoned but it seems like she's being imprisoned as part of the nile um huh. and i don't remember what i read but i know i read or listened to an interview or summary or something it might have been like i've been hitting up a lot of these little uh, virtual book events Mm-hmm. Um, so I've heard them talk about this quite a bit and I remember one of them I don't remember where I got the information but somebody said something about her being imprisoned but they don't know that she's like like a tempest they don't know she's top of the food chain she's just like arrested with the other Nile mm-hmm. and they don't know who she is so she's like trying to like 
sneak in under the, you know what I mean? Like, so it's almost like, oh, she's going to be able to escape. I presumably like whatever the book entails is her using that mm-hmm. to her advantage or finding whatever it is she wants. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, hey, uh, you know what's cool for Bell Zetafar? Bacta. That really worked yeah. out for him, man. He was lucky he was on the newest ship with the newest Bacta technology to uh, heal him from spear in chest. Mm-hmm. He's going to need it. Quick <laughs> to see what else we forgot. Yep, Mantessa and Claren. That was the names. Yeah. Okay, so speech at the beginning of the fair, like just before the crap hits the fan, she makes this beautiful speech about the spirit of unity. And I really think that that is exemplary of not only the Republic, but the Jedi. Like, and mm-hmm. I think that's the strength of the Jedi in this time. Like, unity is such a powerful theme in this book. Um, yeah. And I really liked it. And I really like how it's given to us and reflected. Um, man, I hope nobody finds that weapon that nullifies sabers. Mm. Oh, uh, one point, uh, one of my favorite characters in all of the High Republic, Buckets of Blood. <laughs> They're talking about how he's talking to the kids on board the ship and he's telling them stories uh, that are probably a little bit too gory <laughs> to be telling to the kids. Yep. And Stellan's like, uh, and that just made me laugh. That that was a very, very funny part, I thought. Highlighted. Highlighted in my book. Thank you. Oh, sure it was. <laughs> Uh, Orbelin gives a lecture, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, at one, at, in in the light of the Jedi, they hinted that one of the Chancellor's ministers was a Nile Mole, uh, and I don't think that was followed up here. I don't think so. Like, and Which, I think we were meant to believe it was Tia Toon. right? Like, even I, the but, Jedi believed that at one point. Yeah. You know. um, honestly, that kind of storyline, I'm, I'm usually not a fan of. I, I used to watch 24 back in the day, and I always hated whenever, you know, one of Jack's co-workers was working for the Russians or whatever. Uh, um, but I, I, I'd imagine that that will come up again anyway. Right, right, right. No, I... Mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but I think we delve into a little bit more of that type of thing in Out of the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you have probably read by now um i start i have not been able to i I started it but haven't finished it yet interesting interesting the move is really taking a lot out of you isn't it yeah (laughs) well that that and some other things going on looking for a job things like that fair fair life yeah life happens people Mm -hmm. uh it's it's good i like it i just finding the time to yeah true 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 um, I don't know, man. Do you have any like giant takeaways or predictions of this book? I mean, my giant oh. takeaway is just like the feeling of inertia that doesn't end when the book does. And you're left just going yeah. like, <laughs> like you've been holding your breath for 10 chapters or so. Yeah. Uh, it's like we talked, I'm loving how this, this is all blending in this and race to cra- race to crash point tower. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the Jedi of this time period. And yes. You know, I want to know how they got to, to be the way they are in the prequels, but I don't want to see it happen. I yeah. want, yeah. you know, I I want these characters doing the heroic Jedi things before everything hits the fan. Look, man, we so got at speak. least two more phases to go, so like we're gonna be good for like five years or so. <laughs> but know? at the same, t- well, at the same time, if they're if they're hitting us with this type of pain this early fair, on, fair. how bad is all that gonna be? How many books are you letting Kevin write, people? <laughs> Let us know now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
no, it's just a very good, solid book. And like you, you know, I, I absolutely loved Light of the Jedi. And I don't like ranking things, but this is mm-hmm. right up there with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they, they work so well together, beautifully together. Yes. Like, those threads that they pulled. Um, one of the things I will, and I, I think I said it before when we did that podcast. I think I did that podcast with Hawes. You can go check it out on the High Republic playlist on Spotify or just whatever episode it is. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, the I talked about how what that book did, uh, Light of the Jedi, was it did a really good job of introducing me to people that I would only know for a chapter and really making me care about them. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a real strength of that book. Because that's at that book, like in this book, you come in knowing who some of the people are. Like, so mm-hmm. it has that, like some of that legwork is done for it, but it also like grows them past it, of course. Um, but in that book, like everything is new, right? And particularly in the yeah. beginning, uh, you meet these people that don't, spoilers, they don't live past a chapter. Right. And it breaks your heart when they go. Like mm-hmm. in a se- in five pages, you are already like saddened by this the impending doom that looks like mm-hmm. it's about to happen. Um, you know, there was like that, that the, the, the two people on the station and the like pilot of the legacy run. Right. And the, like the, the, like another one that really got me was the people that are on when, um, they try to go rescue the station. That's been like grazed by a hit. Mm-hmm. And the, like one guy has to stay behind so that the ship can escape the captain or whatever. And that's like, that was the first part in the book where the thing that I laughed at the whole book that was like, we're all the Republic. I was like, this is whack. That was the first part in the book where I was like, really sad when he said we're all the Republic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, like I said, like they're two different animals and this, they, but they work really, really well together and they mm-hmm. build on each other so much. And I'm really afraid for what Claudia Gray is going to bring to the table. Because if there's anybody yeah. that can give characters depth, I know for a fact she's good at that. And yep. for making me fall in love with characters. Yeah, she's excellent at that. And yeah, I'm, I want more, but at the same time, part of me doesn't. Yeah, yeah. But I want it, like like we said before, this book just kind of ends. Yeah. And you want to know what they're going through. I want it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel you. I too want to be on whatever their little conference calls are that they have daily where they're like, hey, this is what happened. It's like, yeah. Uh, so, we're all good with killing Lord and Great Storm. Thumbs up, everybody, and moving forward. Thanks, Kevin. Should we, should we leave him as, <laughs> as stone, or should we turn him into dust, too? Yeah, cool. Got it. Nailed it. Good note. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I really don't know what else to say, like, about this book, but, yeah, like, you need to dive into books, hire a public, do what you want to do with your life, but this is a damn good book, and yeah. whatever, however great you think we're describing it right now is nothing to actually reading this book uh i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure this podcast does not do the book justice uh it it can only be experienced much like the matrix it can only be experienced (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's my uh ted talk thank you for coming to my ted talk uh spoilers the next book is called the rise the next big book would be mm-hmm. The Fallen Star, right? By Claudia Gray. I, yes. That releases in January. So mm-hmm. we got August, September, October, November. We got five months to sit on this <laughs> and think about poor Belle and uh, the late Loden Greatstorm. Yep. And, and, and how Elzar is going to come out of his dark side funk. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about mm-hmm. that. 
Dark Side Funk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be a future book. That might be Wave Two, Dark Side Funk. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maybe. Phase Two. <laughs> um, so here's another thing I've noticed. Every time somebody asks me, they uh, every time somebody asks them, they're like, "Oh, you know, they've announced three phases so far." And every time that question comes up, they always answer it the same way, which is starting to sound very. At no point does anybody say, "Oh, the the High Republic is going to be three phases." So I'm hmm. starting to think that we're not. I don't think they've announced all the phases, King Tom. I don't. At one point, though, I thought that they said that the acolyte was going to be the the bridge between the High Republic and the prequel era. They said that the acolyte is going to be happening at the end of the High Republic. Okay. But yeah, so in like in theory, timeline, 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 timeline wise. <laughs> at the end of the high republic it is the bridge but i don't know mm-hmm. if like time wise when it releases is going to be when this publishing event is over because right. like, this thing's going to run at least five years which they've said before mm-hmm. uh we're getting the acolyte in three in theory, supposedly yeah. so i don't think those yeah. things are going to like time out together i, I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be as connected as people might think because then you're going to unless there's 50 years in between uh phases you know what i mean right right i I think we're sort of at the beginning or not the beginning but at the crux of whatever these events are and that's going to be like kind of at the end like it's i don't even know how to describe it i'm guessing it's going to be as disconnected from it as maybe like the force awakens from the original trilogy at -hmm. least if not more yeah does that make sense to you it does it does that's what i would think but who knows maybe we'll find yoda after all (laughs) <laughs> maybe he'll show up maybe he'll show up you know he's around we don't know uh yeah dude i'm excited for all the announcements they made uh if you guys had not kept abreast of, of that i believe it was the fallen star mission to disaster which is <laughs> going to be justina ireland and the it's going to be a middle grade book the eye of the storm is a comic series by charles sewell that looks like Two it's going to be uh, what's his name's backstory? Martian's Rose. Yeah, Martian Rose. Yeah. And then there's one more. And it's a young adult by Daniel Jose Older, but I can't remember the mm-hmm. name. Mystery something or other. No, Midnight Horizon, right? Does that sound right to you? That, sa- that sounds kind of, yeah, I think it so. sound like I made it up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore, King Tom. Uh, I feel like I'm close, but I might not be exact. Yeah. Anyway, this phase still isn't done. We're getting that uh, that manga is going to come out pretty soon. Like you said, yeah. uh, Monster at Temple Peak is coming out. And this week. Tempest Runner at the end of the month. Yep. So we got a little bit to tide us over till January. I'm still mm. mad, though. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'm going to stay definitely. mad till January. Uh, I'm mad, but I'm happy we got a great book. Absolutely. Um, this is going on our Spotify playlist as well as just the regular podcast thing. Right now, I'm jumping back between this and the Bad Batch. So next week, you're going to get our wrap-up of the final Bad Batch. And then I'm going to dive into some more High Republic books. So look forward to Race to Crash Point Tower uh, podcast episodes. And what's the other one? Out of the Shadows. I knew what it was called the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is going to be fun. King Tom, where can people find you on the internets? Uh, Tom Chansky on Twitter. Every week I'm on the Sith list and then Patreon shows for Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and the Bad Motivators. 
Sweet. And you can check us out at therogerebels.com. Make sure you are sharing this podcast with your friends who also love the High Republic. Let us grow. Help us grow. We're like, we are little Drenger seeds amidst <laughs> your b- worlds. <laughs> spread, spread the disease. I shouldn't say that. In the well, you might need to work on that back. one a little bit. I take bit. it back. All right. Look, whatever. That's how the podcast is ending because I said later. The fate of all Jedi. For control of the Force itself. <laughs>